Welcome back to another episode of Five Questions with Frank Manger, a podcast born out of a quest to change the perception of what we see on social media. Life is not all about models, bottles, boats, jets, fashion, and people showing off stacks of cash. I'll bring you interviews with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and others who will share their origin stories and lessons that shape them. Each show will give you a look into the lives of people just like you that have achieved success even though the odds were stacked against them. People who you can relate to, who have been where you have been, and who are now where you might aspire to be someday. Today, my guest is Amy Blaschka, a social media ghostwriter and active writer for Forbes. She helps leaders craft their stories to communicate better. We talk about her journey to a career many don't even know exists, and she shares how important it is to tell your story and why you should stop hiding. Tune in to find out what that means. Welcome back to another episode of Five Questions with Frank. And have I got an amazing guest in store for you today, Amy Blaschka. She's a social media ghostwriter and personal brand strategist who helps leaders craft their stories and communicate and connect better. She's written articles for Forbes, Thrive Global, Medium, LinkedIn, and she aspires to inspire transformation. She's also an author, a speaker, a fan of post-it notes, whiteboards, and Pilot G2 pens. And she is so cool, she had a latte named after her at her local Pete's Coffee Shop. Ladies and gentlemen, please give me a warm welcome to having Amy on the show. And Amy, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Frank. And thanks for that great introduction. (laughs) What color is the pen, blue or black? Oh, always blue. Always blue. Yes, yes. They're always, always blue. (laughs) (laughs) Proof. There we go. Uh, Great. And um, so, so before we get into kind of the the question and the Q&A piece, let us know and let the audience know kind of a little glimpse into Amy, who you are and and, uh, something you'd love to share with us, something we should know about you. Uh, You should know about me. Let's see. So um, I obviously I'm a social media ghostwriter. My my whole thing is about communicating and connecting, right? That's it's it's important to me personally, but it's also important that more of the world does this positively and genuinely, because I think the world is a very divisive place at times. And the more that we can genuinely connect with one another and we can communicate better, I think it would solve so many problems we don't make assumptions. We actually reach out. We listen. We understand one another better. So that's sort of my mission is to positive, positively impact the lives of millions in a good, good way. Awesome. Great. So, um, and you are doing that through your reading. Your, your, your writing is like, un, I'm so impressed with your writing. I know I've told you that, but you put out some amazing content. So anyone who has not checked her out, you're going to get on that soon. Um, so how'd you get to where you are today? Give us a, a, l- a little glimpse into your, your straight line uh, of, of how you got to where you are. I know it was just a couple steps to get from Amy before to Amy today. So share with us, please. Yes. Yeah, so um, a very non-linear path. Uh, so I will say, I, um, I've always been a creative person. I was a really shy, no one believes me today that meets me that believes I was shy, but very shy, creative child. So I was writing stories and, and finger painting and doing all that stuff. Very observant of what was happening in my world and it also had a very rich imagination. So I went to school, I got my degree actually in visual arts. I thought I'd be a filmmaker. Um, I love the idea of telling story and bringing it to life in collaboration with other people. So uh, that was my major. My minor was communication. Uh, shockingly, I could not get um, a job as a filmmaker right out of college. So 
I ended up going to what I call agency land. So I was in advertising, marketing, public relations, uh, branding, and loved that. Um, worked my way up through the ranks there. Um, I love people. They've always fascinated me, and I believe everyone has a story and a story worth telling. So naturally, I started to move away from the creative side of an agency into the account side, where I'm dealing with the people. That worked because I love people, um, but uh, I also understand strategy. So I could speak to a client about strategy. I could speak to a creative person about that, but I understood the creative side. So I could speak many different languages, ended up where I usually do, which is in the middle as like sort of a liaison speaking many languages and helping others to connect. Um, I did that for a long time and then took a total detour, jumped into the world of travel and tourism, which sounds like it doesn't connect, but it actually does because what I was doing was running uh, what they call a destination marketing organization for a regional area. Um, and the whole idea behind travel and tourism is that you are telling the story of a destination and you're inviting people in to be your guests. So that idea of sort of a service mindset of making sure everyone has a great experience really resonated with me. I did that for 10 plus years, um, stayed on. I left that W-2 job as a CEO and was consulting for probably another five years with like organizations. But, you know, while I loved that and I loved the people, which are, you know, what kept me there, the more I did that, the farther and farther away I got from sort of being that creative Amy. And for me, you know, and this is probably true of a lot of people, you can be great at something and be miserable, right? We all have those things that people, oh, can you just do that? You know you can do it, but man, I felt like I was dying inside a little bit every day because I wasn't creative, I wasn't expressing, I wasn't doing really what the highest and best use of my talents, I believe. So great, you can do this. In my last assignment, before starting my strategic writing practice, was with a client, I was doing an organizational audit, which sounds just as sexy as you would think. I was good at it, but I'm like, this is it. I can't do that. And then I just decided then I needed to move in to do what I, what I really should be doing, which is more about writing and helping other people tell their stories. And you know, it, it's easy for me to see the brilliance in somebody else. Um, it's really hard for, uh, us to see it in ourselves sometimes. We have to give ourselves permission to do so. It might be just an encouraging nudge from somebody else. And even me just jumping into the writing arena, I'd like to say, oh, I was completely like, you know, confident in my abilities. Eh, no, no, real, real talk here. I was scared, you know? So it was really at the um, urging of some folks that knew me well, knew the creative abilities inside of me that really helped kind of move me in that direction. So. I've had that practice now for eight years, um, and I, I've loved, it's evolved over time, but really I work with leaders, with individuals who really understand the, the amazing power of social media to grow their personal brand, certainly in their thought leadership, but really connect and communicate with those who matter most to them, sharing their insights and really making the world a better place by sharing their wisdom with everybody. That, that's great. And that is like a perfect segue into my next question for you, because what you said makes so much sense. There's so many people who are in a career right now or whatever, they feel like they're, they, they should be doing more or they have these talents that they're not really using, um, but they, they got bills to pay, whatever it is, they have obligations. And it's like, how do I take that leap? Um, I know where I want to be. How do I get there? So knowing that you kind of jumped and dove around and, and got some, I, I feel like 
where you're at today with that exposure that you had with all those other jobs and, and all those other opportunities kind of really kind of translated into how you're doing things today, which is awesome because, you know, you, you take bits and pieces from a career that you're in and, and hopefully you can transform those into something else. So someone's sitting here right now listening to this or watching this, what advice would you give them to just get started? You know, I'm a writer. I think I'm great or I think I'm okay, but I could be great just because you said that that's awesome. Hey, you weren't this kick-ass writer, um, but you got there, you know, so, so there's people out there I feel like who are sitting right where you were and, and it worked for you. So what advice would you give someone who's, who's sitting on the fence? Okay. So a couple things. The first two words are stop hiding, right? This was, and people hide for all sorts of reasons, but they're all fear-based, right? And, and me included, right? It, and it's still, I will tell you, I, I go through bouts of imposters and like, oh my God, am I really a writer? You have to be able to change the story that you tell yourself because the words you tell yourself, those are the most important words that you speak, right? The most important things. And you can be supportive of everyone else, but you need to be kind to yourself. You need to be able to believe in yourself and call yourself. I mean, it took me a long time to be able to say, I am a writer. You know, and now people are like, yeah, of course you are, whatever. But, you, but it starts with you. You need to be able to just do it. And, and it's just little actions, right? It's taking action. It's stop hiding behind all that stuff. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, have this huge, like, I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to do this. You can start and have parallel paths, but start. Do something. Stop hiding and take that action. And I think, though, it's when, you, when you're circulating on the negative things like, oh, I can never do this, and I'm not good enough, and I'm not worthy. I mean, whether it's your profession or anything else, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So a lot of it has to be overcoming the fear, but also getting past all those negative messages you've been telling yourself, or that, you know, those things that you think are true, just be conditioned yourself. You need to break free of that and just give yourself permission. Sometimes that's what it is, too, to try something new, to be more who, who you are. And not be afraid to do that because when you're really residing in what resonates most with you, you'll become more animated, more excited. It will show on the outside. People will notice. When I left that, that previous sort of role and moved into what I'm doing now, I mean, I hadn't seen a friend in a couple of months. She said, oh my gosh, look at you. Like you could, a visible difference, which is, which is amazing. So I would say, you know, don't be afraid, stop hiding, take action and, and just go for it. Be kind to yourself. Got it. That's great. Yeah. Just, just start. And, and like, sometimes we manifest these things in our own brain and we can't get out of our own way. Um, and that's our, that's the biggest problem, the op, biggest obstacle to get through. So great advice. Um, again, kind of just right rolling into the next pieces. What's, you know, knowing again, you've been in other career paths and you're at where you're at today. What's one thing you absolutely love? It's like, this is your thing that you absolutely adore. So there are a couple things. I think the first is I get to work with a variety of different people. I learn so much about people and working with them. And, you know, and like I said, I see the brilliance. I connect the dots for them. Sometimes they don't understand how awesome they all are, their backstories and sort of where they've come from and how it all connects. They, don't, they fail to see that. So there's a delight in me just learning about people because I really am fascinated by people and what makes them tick. But it's also that aha moment when I'm you know, working with a client that they then see their own brilliance. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. And to be able to help them then communicate that out and articulate it, it's like closing that loop for them. And then they sort of feel that confidence and sort of empowered by that. So, I mean, that is inspiring their own transformation, which is 
so much about what my why is inspiring transformation. So when I'm an active participant in a positive transformation, oh, it, it's the best. It's the best. Awesome. Um, so on the flip side of that, if there is something that, that you can change, something that you're like, yeah, I see this, I see it all the time, I deal with it, whatever it is, but there's that one thing that's, if you could, if you could take your wand out and flick it, what, what, what would you change? So I will say, particularly about ghostwriting in general, but you know, in social media ghostwriting, there is a negative stigma sometimes and a perception or misperception that, oh, well, it's cheating, you know, because it, you know, you're working with someone, you're doing the work, you're doing it for them. It's not really authentic. And I will, I will call BS on that because I will tell you, 90% of what ends up coming out is all the client's words. And this is why it's important that, you know, I, when I'm working with them, I listen to these clients talk. I tell them, to talk to me about what's important to you. And I'm taking copious notes with that, you know, number two pen. And um, it's, it's their words. It's their phrasing. It's their cadence. I'm just helping to rearrange it in a really concise and compelling manner. So it's that final piece of putting it together. It's not cheating. It's, you know, it's like anything else. You get an expert to help you sort of, you know, polish it, so to speak. It's not that someone says, well, I want you to write something for me and I'm going to throw my name on it. That may work in some other ways, but I will tell you with me and what I'm doing, it's about my clients and it's just helping them shine. So, you know, I'm, I'm writing it. I might be typing the words, but they're all coming from them, all from them. Great. Yeah. And I, I totally resonate. Like I, I probably have so many thoughts flowing around in my brain. And so it's to, for me to sit down and write an article, I probably can't articulate it on paper um, and be able to push it out there. But my brain, I can spew it out to you and you help translate that. So that's, I, I, I see that. And I think, yeah, that's kind of a, we go, oh, someone wrote that for you. Everybody says, no, these are my thoughts. They just kind of, I couldn't get, they, they came, went for my brain and you kind of got them onto paper for me. So that, that's right. I think most of my clients are very verbally fluent. So mm -hmm. it's easy for them. They're talkers. They speak all the time. They did, but they just, it's harder to be, have the clarity when they are faced with it, the written format to get it down and call it down like that. So I help them with that. With that. You're exactly right. Awesome. So um, my favorite part of the show, uh, kind of where I ask uh, the, the guest to, to give us a glimpse into the future uh, and, and let us know where do you think the industry is going and, you know, kind of five or even 10 years out, um, where, where do you think this, this, you know, kind of ghostwriting and, and communication and, and, and things that you're kind of encompassing, where are we going to be? Okay. So I will say, I, I love technology. I love stuff that makes us, makes our lives easier and smarter and better and faster and all those things. We have so much at our disposal and particularly with something like artificial intelligence, the implications to do all these things are amazing. That said, I think we're going to keep moving in that direction. Um, I would say in the next five to 10 years, even closer in maybe than that, because of that, the importance of being able to effectively communicate and connect are going to be off the charts more important than even they are today because that's the one thing that we can't yet have our computers and artificial intelligence do is be human right there's always going to be a need for humanity there's always going to be a need to generally communicate you know even even if you rely and you think you work alone and you do this you still have to be able to effectively communicate your ideas with another with the computer that maybe you're programming you need to have that ability to do that so I think in a greater sense, not just from the ghostwriting, but communication, people skills, 
the ability to have those soft skills, you know, not moving away into that technology driven thing, the face to face, that ability to be human and to interact with another human um, on, in a very genuine way, to listen, to employ those soft skills like empathy, that can't be programmed. Empathy, communication, listening, those can't be programmed in. It's going to be more reliant and even more in greater need, I think, um, and high, more higher value when it comes to what we can do. So you can't outsource that. You need to be human to be able to do that. Yeah, and that's, you're so right by saying, you know, it's just not, not in your industry, you know, it's everywhere. Uh, and I work a lot in, with, with HR folks and you know, the human in HR and that element of, of connecting with employees and things like that, you know, there's, that's, those are things that just can never be replaced. So to- totally with you there. That's a great remark. And, and the machines will not take us over just yet. <laughs> that's right. Um, all right. So, so people are listening. They want to find Amy. Where do they find Amy? What's the, the best way to find you? I know that you're active on a few different platforms. I don't know how you do it, but you're there. Um, so so where we want to find you, where do we go? Uh, probably most active on LinkedIn, for sure. So definitely check me out on LinkedIn. I'm also active on Twitter and Instagram under my name. You know, it's, it's a lot of continents, but I promise you'll find me. Amy Blaschka is my handle on both of those. Um, I have a Facebook page. It's Amy Blaschka Writer. You can check out as well. Um, and certainly my website, amyblaschka.com. If you're curious, check me out on Forbes. I'm, this, I'm all over the place. I'm all about sort of connecting. But I would say that LinkedIn is probably my, uh, my hub, my um, kind of home base. So you'll always find me here. Awesome. And, and, and if you incorrectly Google your name, Google will find you. So <laughs> yes, right. just Google her name. Um, but awesome. That's great. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks so much for all the the value you've brought and just kind of giving us not only a glimpse into the life of, of you and, and how you got to where you are, but really some strong advice to people who might be stuck. I think that's such a, a crucial thing to cover. So many people out there feel like ah, I can never do that. I can never be, do what she did and you did it and you're where you're at. So that's really, really inspiring. So thank you. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me, Frank. It's been a pleasure. I want to thank everyone who took the time out of their day to listen in. If you like the show, please give it a rating. If you or someone you know would be an amazing guest on the show, head over to 5 for more information. I'll see you next week.